Welcome back, everyone, to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and I think you are all in for a treat. Um, I felt the inspiration to share snippets of my recent book, Becoming Enough, in audio form. And I think that serves, well, I think it serves you, it serves me. I plan to record the audio book version sometime this summer and release it. And before doing that and getting it scheduled and getting the equipment and all of that, um, I'd love to read through it and I would love to share that with you. So my intention is to read a chapter or so at a time and share it in this space and we'll see how much time that takes. Maybe I'll read more, maybe I'll do less. Um, we'll, we'll see. We're going to just see what the inspiration tells me to do. But for today, what I want to do is share with you the preface and introduction. And this also gives you a chance to get to know more about this book, this creation that has meant so much to me and has been something I haven't spoken much about on this show because this show isn't about my book. This show is about being inspired and having conversations with people or sharing ideas that are floating around in my awareness and that I think might serve you or inspire you in some way. And this book has been such a pivotal point of inspiration for me from a few years now when it really came into my awareness um, approximately two years ago, starting out as an idea, a thought, a vision, and then slowly turning into reality where um, within the past you know, nine months, it went from an outline to a fully written and published book. So I'd love to share it with you. And for those of you who already are familiar, or maybe you've already read it, great. And um, this is your chance to now listen to it. And for those who aren't familiar at all, then I introduce you to this, this creation that came through me earlier this year. So the title is Becoming Enough, A Heroine's Journey to the Already Perfect Self by Amanda Johnson. Questioning illusions is the first step in undoing them. A Course in Miracles. Preface. I wrote this book because I have spent many years suffering and continue to witness the suffering of so many people around me. I came to the conclusion that the suffering wasn't due to the fact that I hadn't yet accomplished something amazing, or didn't yet have a million dollars in the bank, or hadn't yet traveled to all the incredible places I wanted to travel. It was because I was totally unwilling to accept the truth of who I am, to witness my enoughness as it is, to see that I am already complete in this very moment and there is no there to arrive at before I will stop suffering. I believe this very well might be the case for other people too. I tend to see patterns more than remember details. This book is a collection of patterns, me making connections over the course of my life with a few stories sprinkled in. But to me, it's not the story that is important. I know as a reader, it can be fun to sink your teeth into someone else's experience through details and drama, 
but I want to offer you my experience of seeing these themes and patterns emerge in my life and how I have pieced them together. I don't want to get stuck in the stories. They are simply an opportunity to see the pattern, connect the dots, and see what needs to be healed. And that's all. This is what my journey and this book is all about. Exploring how these stories that turned into patterns have had an impact on my life, as well as learning to become friends with them so they no longer have such power over me. Along the way, I had to make friends with uncertainty. Part of this includes being willing to not know, which is an interesting place from which to write a book. It asks that I share what I've experienced from a place of truth and vulnerability, all the while knowing that I may not, actually most certainly do not, have all the answers and never will. And better yet, don't need to. So then who am I to write a book about all this stuff? Great question. The way I see it is that part of my soul's work is to be a somewhat obsessive student of life, take lots of detailed notes, and share my experiences with others. That's not to say that my experience is right or the one and only answer, but sharing my experience may encourage you to ask questions of your own and reveal more of who you truly are. It very well may raise more questions than offer answers, which is okay too. My inability to appreciate my okayness in each moment led me on a search to constantly do more, have more, attain more, and sometimes be less, shine less, experience less. As far as I was concerned, I was never okay. I was never enough. For so many of us, enough is not enough. It's reaching for low-hanging fruit, and we can, nay, should, reach for much higher fruit. Many of us immediately hear the word enough and think, that's it? How will I ever accomplish anything worthwhile settling for enough? I had the same thoughts and reactions. Then I got honest with myself and realized that scoffing at enough was yet one more way of staying stuck in the illusion. Enough is the place to start. If you can't accept your enoughness, you can never accept your magnificence. I've spent nearly my entire life thinking there was a right and a wrong, and I was most definitely doing it wrong. This belief led me to years and years of disappointment, anxiety, depression, and painstaking doubt. Over the course of my life, striving for external perfection was preceded by this belief that I'm not okay. I'm doing it wrong. I should be doing it better. Basically, I'm not enough, and all versions of that directed outwardly to other people or things. Many of us are familiar with the idea that we are looking to somehow fill the void that we experience within. And no matter what you label it, it all comes down to not feeling whole and complete just the way you are. So you think the answer lies in seeking it from others because you don't notice you already are that which you seek. Then you don't receive it because you aren't being it. And that perpetuates the belief that you don't have it within. I mean, what a vicious cycle. And one I know all too well. My belief that I wasn't lovable or worthy has shown up in spending much of my life looking to others for their approval, 
affirmation and opinion. I moved from one relationship to another without taking time to develop a relationship first with myself. I spent many years as an actor looking for the praise and applause of the audience, working at a job and doing what it takes to move up the corporate ladder, and more recently, looking to my Facebook page likes and number of views on my latest video to validate my worth. I spent a lifetime feeling inadequate and incapable of listening to my own inner wisdom. I believed everyone else had it figured out, and I was failing big time. I assumed there was one way to do something, and it was their way, not mine. I thought, if I'm to be successful or happy, I'd better be more like everyone else and do it their way. But here's the thing. I now experience what it's like to live without the constant need to improve myself or search outside myself or feel inadequate because my way looks different from someone else's. I'm learning to see myself as perfect just the way I am. And not perfect as in free from faults or defects, but as in the less common and yet primary definition, having all the required or desirable characteristics as good as it is possible to be. I'm learning to trust myself and move forward despite uncertainty. I'm learning to see how connected we all are and how my way is just as relevant as anyone else's. It's not like I don't still experience my patterns. I do. It's part of my humanness. It's part of my journey, which is ever unfolding and evolving. And some days it's easier than others. Some days I want to crawl into a hole. But the difference is that I now see this, observe it, and honor it. As I begin to be more of this whole, complete, non-judgmental observer, I experience some of the most incredible moments of trust, synchronicity, divine perfection, unlimited possibilities, and flow in my life. Becoming enough has offered me an opportunity to experience life from a place of more peace, ease, and joy than I ever did before. I am honored to share my journey of peeling back the layers to reveal more of my already perfect self. The enoughness in me honors the enoughness in you. And now the introduction. You are already what you are seeking to become. When you have this insight, you can stop. Stopping is peace. Stopping is happiness. Thich Nhat Hanh. As I was thinking about the title for this book and how I describe my journey, I kept coming back to the word becoming. Yet I felt that it somehow insinuated that I am not already that which I am becoming, which doesn't align with my belief that I am already whole and complete just the way I am. I kept looking for another word, to no avail. So I decided to look up the definition, and voila, this is it. This is what my, and dare I say your, journey is all about. Beginning to be that which I already am. This book is a story of becoming. Becoming that which I already am, which is enough to the required degree or extent. It takes you on a heroine's journey, my journey, to discovering the truth. 
After years and years of living in a story and under the impression that I am unlovable, unworthy, and lacking in some way, I travel to a land where all this is turned around and I am shown reality. This book is about shining awareness on everything I learned along the way in the hopes that it serves as a light for you. As St. Paul says, everything is shown up by being exposed to the light, and whatever is exposed to the light itself becomes light. May this journey become a light for you. This is what my heroine's journey is about. Rather than offering a solution, it offers a reflection of the human experience and predicaments so that you might see it more clearly. It isn't a means to an end unless you see the end as full recognition of your true essence and no longer living a lie, in which case it's a means to the end of my belief that I am not enough. Not so that I can make more money or travel more or get a new job or find a new partner, but rather so I can bring this illusion, this false belief into the light and release it once and for all. The journey begins in a very ordinary world, one with which you are probably quite familiar, full of fear, worry, guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, and disappointment. Experiences that turned into stories, which then became beliefs that I would spend the next three decades unraveling. One day I begin to notice this persistent nudge feeling of discontent, dissatisfaction, dis-ease, but I can't quite put my finger on it. These stories or beliefs had become false rationale for which I need to defend and protect myself. They had become armor that I had added piece by piece until there was no way the reality of who I am could be seen or felt. It's understandable. When you believe you are unlovable and all you want is to feel love, you will go to great lengths to go out on the hunt for it and protect yourself from getting hurt along the way, forgetting that the hunt wasn't necessary in the first place. The journey to the already perfect self is a bit like traveling down the rabbit hole. Without knowing exactly where it will lead, the further I go, the more I uncover. More than once I am caught off guard by what I find. I think for sure I know the answer and have it all figured out, only to be pleasantly and sometimes uncomfortably surprised. The journey asks that I garner up the courage to accept my soul's longing, to venture into the land of non-judgment, to become enough and refrain from believing otherwise. I am only able to do this after years of hearing and ignoring it, all of which prepares me to be ready to accept it. As the mentors and teachers in my life offer me their reflections and understanding of truth, I receive the necessary courage and energy to accept the call fully and never look back. Once I accept the summons to adventure, I am in for a ride of a lifetime. It takes me through the perils of perfectionism, doubt, and comparison. It asks that I lower my shield of judgment, which has been falsely protecting me my entire life. As I open myself up to the vulnerability of being empty-handed and exposed, I reveal heavenly treasures that have been waiting eagerly for me to claim. With courage, curiosity, and a sincere willingness, I find what is waiting for me on the other side of each perceived danger. Each fear reveals another 
deeper fear until I get to the innermost one and discover what I have been searching for was within me all along. I confront my fear of not being perfect head-on without my go-to defense of perfectionism. I learn what it feels like to move through the world without my shield, feeling things hit me for the first time, like making mistakes, saying the wrong thing, or flat-out dropping the ball. What do I discover? That I'm still okay. It doesn't kill me. Then I face my fear of uncertainty without my typical mask of self-doubt. I face all the discomfort that comes with feeling uncertain without equating it with something lacking within me. I no longer have the excuse of, I don't know, or I'm not sure, or any other number of phrases that come out of my mouth when I'm feeling doubt. Instead, I face the discomfort of the unknown with assuredness, confidence, and trust that goes deeper than anything I've ever known. And guess what? I'm still all right. I don't die. Lastly, I face my fear of disconnection without my well-worn cloak of comparison. I learn how we are more alike than unalike. I come to terms with the fact that I am no better or worse, nor any more or less special than anyone else. And while I'm still alive, my ego starts to perish little by little. With all the treasures I unbury in the land of non-judgment, I am ready to face my biggest fear of all. I am ready to stop hiding what I have tried to keep secret all these years. This journey teaches me that these false disguises cover up lies and that, ultimately, I'm not afraid of the lie. I'm afraid of the truth. By becoming enough, I realize that my true self is greater than I could have ever imagined. With my treasures in tow, I return home to the land I once knew, this time a person changed from the inside out. My external world may not have shifted, but my inner perspective certainly has. I no longer need to wear my armor of judgment to be loved, worthy, or even okay. I now see there is no right or wrong, good or bad. There just is. And I experience the freedom that comes with living from this knowing. Yet the journey is not over. It has just begun. This is the first part of my journey, as I learn how to observe what is happening and see myself as other than my ego with all its doubts, fears, comparisons, and striving. I start to see that there is something much more constant and always free from danger that is noticing all this. The already perfect self. And there you have it, friends. That is the preface and introduction to Becoming Enough, a heroine's journey to the already perfect self. Of course, it is available for purchase on Amazon. I'll put a link to it also in the show notes. And if you live in Sioux Falls, come find me and I'll give you a signed copy in person. And I will continue to have other inspiring conversations with others, as well as some moments of inspiration and truth that I choose to share with you from time to time. And I will continue reading the book in coming episodes. So be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so already. You can find it on iTunes 
on Google Play and also on Podbean. And until we speak again, friends, peace and blessings.